Hi, this is Daniel Williams, host of the MGMA Insights Podcast Network. As you know, burnout, stress, and other mental health-related issues are at all-time highs for healthcare professionals. According to a recent MGMA stat poll, 80% of healthcare leaders said their level of stress or burnout had increased in 2022. Because of this stress-related epidemic, MGMA is offering a new podcast series, Mindful Medicine, where each episode, we talk with experts in the field of psychology, neurology, leadership, and mindfulness to help explain workplace stress and provide tools and resources to combat it. Before we speak with today's guest, let's first hear from our sponsor. Most physicians don't have the opportunity to learn the business of medicine. What docs don't get taught, physician business training is a course developed by MGMA and administrators from Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. This interactive course provides in-depth physician business training that can drive personal and organizational success. Purchase now for yourself or your organization at physicianbusinesstraining.com and earn eight hours of CME credit. Again, go to physicianbusinesstraining.com to purchase and to learn more. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. Today, we welcome Patricia Daker. She's an RN, and she also is a nursing coach, and she's author of the Better Diabetes Life Program. Um, And I want to welcome her to our latest episode of Mindful Medicine. It's a series we started earlier this year, and we're ready to crank this one back up. So, Patricia, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Daniel, it is my absolute pleasure, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, for sure. And as I mentioned, this is part of our Mindful Medicine series. And interestingly enough, Patricia and I met through the meditation app, Insight Timer. Maybe many of our listeners know about that. Um, And (laughs) as I was researching this and talking to you, I was reminded of that quote from the Tao Te Ching about um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And, and here you are, Patricia. Thank you for uh, being a wonderful teacher. Yeah, no, I love it. And I love coincidences. So um, I always, we call them God winks. They're like this, hey, you should do this, <laughs> right? So um, I, I think it was very fortuitous that you just happened upon at that moment. That was, it really was. And so um, let's check in here. So let's look at your healthcare journey. As I mentioned, uh, first of all, you are an RN. That's uh, something you got involved in early in your career. Uh, I mentioned you're a nursing coach. We'll get into that later, but just talk about that healthcare journey. What got you interested in healthcare in the first place? Well, it's a long story because it's about 40 years back, so I will do my best to synopsize it. But <laughs> So um, when I was 13, my father died, so we spent some time in the hospital, and I was amazed at these nurses who came in and had all the answers. It was very intriguing. It wasn't really my passion though in high school, um, back in the eighties, right? Computers were the new thing and I loved them and I loved math and computers and I wanted to do that. 
but um, good Midwest farmers' daughters do not do <laughs> computers. And so my mom really was like, yeah, that's probably not what you want to do. So um, nursing, that was my, you know, that really utilized my uh, skills for solving problems. So when I was in high school, I started taking nursing classes. I finished a nursing program when I was 20, um, took boards, and I was a registered nurse when I was 20 years old. Wow. Yeah. So worked back home in Illinois for nine months during the winter and decided it's cold and snowy and there's got to be more to life on the farm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I ended up moving to Dallas, Texas. I landed at Baylor University Medical Center in Dallas. I was there bedside 15 years. Um, it's a teaching facility, so it's wonderful. I learned a lot. I think I spent a year and a half on the floor, three and a half in medical ICU, and then the last 10-ish plus in the ER. And the ER, I found my people and my place, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we can talk about that. I left in 2000 and jumped literally to back to the computer world. So I jumped back into healthcare IT. I took a job at a vendor doing emergency department software. And again, about a 15 year stint there where I left, I was a VP of product strategy. So um, obtained a certification as well in the ER, I was certified as an um, ER nurse. And then IT, I was uh, certified in nursing informatics. And then company went through merger and acquisition, and we're going to pause the story there. But when I left corporate America is when I sort of started this next venture. That is wonderful. Um, I am curious, uh, before we get into this next uh, part of your life, have you delved in, because you have this computer background, have you delved into the AI side of things at all? Or have you dabbled there? (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. And so I don't want to derail the conversation, but I'm actually spinning up a new business that um, utilizes some of that technology. So maybe we can touch on that at the very end. For sure. We can do that and maybe have you on the show later because we're looking at it a lot at MGMA, but also uh, through a mindfulness organization that I volunteer with they're very intrigued on the AI side to help build out uh, meditation and mindfulness programs. So yep. we can get into that a little yes. bit later as yes. well. Yes, I would. Oh my gosh, I'd have so much fun telling yeah. you all about that. So yes, pause that, that one for now. Yeah. For sure. Now, I was reading about you. You, have, you do have a wonderful website and I'll share all those links both here. We can talk about that and then also... I'll provide direct links in our episode show notes so people can just click right through and get right to it. But I was reading about you that in your life, you went through uh, a change and a challenge, so to speak. I believe it was at the age of 26, you started experiencing some health issues while you were working as a nurse. Tell us about that journey. It's really a beautiful and harrowing narrative to read it on your website. Oh, well, it was uh, it was an adventure. So God gives us many lessons. I think, you know, the universe always wakes us up. So at age 26, um, after, you know, a couple years of bedside nursing, three and a half in a medical ICU and six years of E under, under my belt, ish, somewhere in there, three years, whatever it was, I developed type one diabetes and I did not see it coming. I have no family history. Um, the best we can guess is I probably got a viral illness sometime that triggered an autoimmune response. Um, I could talk about this all day long, so I'm going to try to keep it brief. So here's the thing. My training, and and I think the training back at the time, was that if people weren't managing their diabetes well, they weren't doing it right. Mm -hmm. And I sort of had that belief because in the ER, we see all kinds of people coming in 
every day with, you know, out of control numbers, complications, just the whole gamut of everything that diabetes can be. And when I wasn't able, when my type A perfect self wasn't able to do it perfectly, it was hard. It was just a reckoning of the soul, the dark night of the soul, if you will. Um, fast forward three years, I had a friend who suggested I go see a therapist and change my life. Not because I was mentally ill, because I had no idea what was going on. And what I found was I was grieving. I was grieving this loss, this life I lost, mm -hmm. a life without insulin, a life without needles, a life with all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how to grieve well. And I just stuffed it all down and I put on a smiley face um, until I couldn't anymore, right? So the medical side, the nuts and bolts of it, the prescriptions and the process I knew, but how to live this way was not on my radar. And and I think that that's the lesson that I want to bring to the world. That is the crux of all of it. Mm -hmm. Well, you were telling us about your uh career as a nurse and then on that health IT side. But again, in reading about you, I saw that in 2017, you founded um, an organization, Dragonfly Lights. I yeah. can see you right now on video. Uh, our audience can't. This is audio only, but you've got beautiful dragonflies and a painting and pillows. You've got a pen. You've got a little bit of everything. So tell us about this organization. I see yeah. that Again, it says um, on your website that it addresses the gaps in diabetes care, specifically yep. in the areas of motivation and support. So tell us about Dragonfly. Absolutely. So um, it was kind of another God wink when I was trying to figure out after I left my corporate career, how I took this diabetes thing, the struggle and the solutions I had found, and what do I do with that? Um, and I saw this Dragonfly one day and it was, that's a whole nother story, but Dragonflies represent transformation, personal growth, deeper awareness, a new way of looking at things. If you look at the metaphor of a dragonfly, right? Big eyes that see all over the place, land, air, water, um, very nimble hydraulic wings, right? All about mm -hmm. pivoting. And so I had this moment. That's what it is. That's what it is. It is about transformation. You can't be who you were and live this new life with grace and peace and ease. You just can't. And nobody helps you with that journey of transformation. So um, there was also a uh, an eclipse that week and light as a metaphor for change and growth, right? Created that company. Uh, that's still my LLC name, but nobody could figure out the, the connection between dragonfly lights and diabetes. So right. I eventually rebranded as Better Diabetes Life to be yeah. um, a little bit more. But, you know, um, I learned a lot of lessons over the years, interestingly enough many from corporate America. So um, why people do what they do, those are sales strategies, how to interact with people, team building, how to communicate and say what you mean. There's all those skills that we do in corporate America that are glaringly missing in the patient journey. And so I started cobbling all this together and I'm like, okay, it's not about perfect um, carb counting. Mm -hmm. It's about fostering these skills that we need to navigate hardness and difficulties. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much detail you want to give away here because I know you do have a, a five-step program about yep. that. You, if you can just even give an overview of what that yeah. might be like without giving away all the, no, no, I, all the goods here. So no, I, this is all on my website. So I'll be happy yeah. to share. So I, again, um, many, many little weird things happened, but I started mm -hmm. blogging. 
um, my topics kind of gelled into five categories. So one is education. You have to know what you're up against. Mm -hmm. The other ones um, are around emotions and grief. I've been adding in trauma lately. There's a lot of trauma with diabetes we don't recognize. Mm -hmm. Trauma-informed care makes sense. We talk about motivation. We talk about ownership. Being in charge of you is very empowering. And we talk about communication. Communication is one of the number one causes of med errors. As a patient, if you don't say what's going on, if you don't have the courage to explain and say what you need, there's a huge gap. So I um, I can't believe I did it, but I took some acting lessons and I oh. went in the studio and I recorded 25 videos that cover this curriculum. I wrote a book. And so you just go on right now and you can swipe your card and you can enroll and you watch the, the information and then you do these experiential exercises to take that concept and then go, well, what is that like in my life? What does that mean for me? What am I bringing to the table that I didn't even know I was bringing that's keeping me from doing all the things I want to do to manage my diabetes better? Okay. Yeah. Now, one of the aspects of that is meditation. As I said at the beginning of this, that's how we met. Yeah, I was just yeah. a student hopping into the Insights Timer app. Um, they're not a sponsor of this show, so I'm, yeah, you know, they've yep. not asked me to say this, but it is something where I have found some grounding. I found some meditation and mindfulness uh, through uh, the app, and you were in a live session, and I just hopped in there. I had no idea who you yep. were. I just You just happened to have a live program at the moment I turned it on again, as you said, these, yeah. just these, the synchronicity of life, things just happen for a reason. And I followed up. I said, this lady's pretty cool. I like what <laughs> she's talking about. And she has Thank this you. RN background. And so I thought that was perfect for our audience. So yep. tell us what does meditation or mindfulness mean on the, uh, diabetes trail? Like if you oh. are a, a diabetes patient, um, what, how can it help? What does it right. do? So um, I, I have to give a little bit of my framework of well-being, which I okay. believe, you know, if we look at body, mind, spirit, we're not just bones and blood sugars. Okay. We have mind, we have relationships, we have, we have all this other stuff that needs to be tended to. So I like simple things. So in my viewpoint, again, this is just a way that I look at teaching. So if we have flow in the body, all systems need to be moving, flowing, energy, blood, oxygen, glucose, Right. When there's stagnation in the body, we don't have wellness. Mm -hmm. We also need peace in the mind, right? Worry, and that's, you know, it's we're well when we're peaceful. And then on the spiritual side, it's all about connections, connections with self, with others, with nature, with a higher power. Mm -hmm. um, and so Insight Timer brings all of those things together for me as a platform. How that relates to diabetes is about stress and burnout. So I like to weave in some biology with some woo-woo woo mindfulness, right? Yeah. So I talk a lot about our nervous system, right? And I've read, I am a big follower of polyvagal theory, Dr. Stephen Porges, um, Deb Dana and others. So when we are in fight or flight all the time, right? A state of our nervous system, our autonomic nervous system, that is not anything we consciously do. Our amygdala gets triggered and boom, there we go. Mm -hmm. If you live with diabetes, that happens many, many times a day. We worry about the future. We worry about the fat, the past. <clears throat> we worry about what if, if our blood sugars, you know, I had to look at my numbers before I came on here. Cause what yeah. if my blood sugar goes low? There's just this constant level of awareness that can turn into worry that right. turns into chronic, uh, sympathetic system stimulation. 
that's not good for anybody, right? It changes your biochemistry, it changes your vital signs, it changes the allocation of your internal resources, and it leads to burnout. At some point, you run out of juice, right? So the opposite, our, our bodies are wonderful and beautiful thing. We have this parasympathetic nervous system, right? So when we are in a parasympathetic state, we feel safe, we feel comfortable, we let our guard down, we get out of that cortisol soup, and we get into, you know, better hormones and more loving, friendly kind, we make long term decisions versus short term decisions. So if we are sympathetic, and we're worried, and we just hate life, and it's so hard, and we're feeling bad and feeling judged, I'm eating the cookie because the cookie's going to feel good in the short term. Yeah. Right? If I'm I have a little agency and I can take a breath and I can shift my biology a little bit with these tools. I can go, wait a minute. I have choice. I'm not a victim. I can choose this. I'm going to do this for me because I choose to, and that feels good. And I'm getting my needs met. When you get your needs met, we're more in that parasympathetic state. So it's one good, it's a wonderful thing that we have with our endocrinologists and diabetes educators about what to do. And we all know it. And we, everybody fails miserably almost every day, right? And failure, it's hard to fail every day. Yeah. So this mindfulness side of things, this other way of tapping into what you already have inside of you that's free, it feels good. It helps you stay grounded, right? Just to find that that um, place of comfort so you can have more intention. And so Insight Timer was just it was a, a sandbox practice for me, right? And it kind of right. grew. And the interesting thing is now it's people that don't have diabetes, right? Because right. the tools are universal. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned that, that it is universal. And so you then uh, went back to your roots, so to speak. You uh, got your, I guess it's a certification or a credential yeah. in nurse, uh, nurse right. coaching And tell us about that, because I've talked to a lot of RNs and other nurses over the years, and I wasn't aware of this nurse coaching. It it sounds like a perfect, uh, (laughs) perfect lovely. It's lovely. So um, once again, it was I met a person who ended up living a couple blocks from me, believe it or not. She's about my age, similar background. And she was like, oh, you should consider nurse coaching. Well, what is that? When she started explaining it to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's everything I've been saying. I thought I made all that up, right? And so nurse coaching is a holistic um, modality that sees the person as capable, able, that they are more than just their physical outcomes and their lab tests. They are human beings with a body, mind, and spirit, and they have to be the leaders of their experience. They have to be the decision makers. Whenever somebody pushes something down your throat, you push back. In coaching, we set up people for success by finding out what they're willing to do, what they're able to do, what they're capable to do of doing. If, um, if you tell somebody they have to do something and they're like, there's no way in the world. If you told me I had to go run seven miles right now, I'd be like, nope, (laughs) I just wouldn't. Now, if you told me I had to stand on my head, I do a lot of yoga and I could do that. Right. So there's different things that we're willing to do. So nurse coaching is a subspecialty of nursing. It is um, under the American Holistic Nurse Association. It's a board certification credential, requires um, an RN degree, registered nurse. Um, I think it's three years of clinical practice, a bachelor's degree, 60 hours of education, and then a practicum where you actually do the work. And so right now in the U.S., there's, I think, less than a thousand, but it's it's growing. So working with people... um, and this aspect is just, it's wonderful because 
they get to decide what they're willing to do. And you're reflecting, reframing, helping them. And it's all about getting needs met. What are your needs? How do you feel safe? How do you feel capable? How do you feel, you know, um, possible? What do those look like for you? Yeah. Okay. That is wonderful. So I'll just give you an opportunity to kind of uh, paint on a blank canvas for a final question. What I, what did I not ask that you'd like to share with our audience? Because I was telling you all offline that this is the MGMA audience and their practice administrators, their nurses, their doctors, their health IT. They're all the people in a medical practice and health system that are making those things run. And they're stressed, you know, so I wanted you to share any thoughts you wanted to with that audience. Absolutely. So um, I guess one little brief touch on noncompliance that does not exist in the world. There is no such thing. It is people who just can't deal with it. They don't have the tools and resources and their needs aren't getting met and they shut down for the diabetes world. Um, for the people in general, stress is chronic and burnout, right? We're, we're talking burnout now. Mm -hmm. It is chronic overstimulation of your sympathetic nervous system for far too long. You So we try to medicate those with pills, but it's actually much more successful to figure out ways to engage your autonomic nervous system through breathing techniques, mindfulness, meditation, guided imagery, because your brain's kind of dumb. It does what's in there, right? Mm -hmm. If you say, hey, there's a fire, your brain's going to light up. If we can tell our brains you're safe, it's okay. You can breathe. You can make a decision. You can take those five, not even five minutes, 30 seconds to kind of yeah. rebalance. Um, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And it is a practical, free way to manage stress, no matter what it is. When you are in that state, your body is primed to heal. It's primed to diminish um, inflammation. We don't heal ourselves and recover in fight or flight. We will heal and recover in this parasympathetic, mindful, peaceful state. Um, across the board, it applies to every human. So I, I'll, I'll end kind of what we alluded to earlier. So um, I am really looking to bring these tools and techniques to a larger audience. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I, you know, on the Insight Timer app, I get so many people who don't have diabetes, but they're like, right. oh my gosh, this was really helpful. And so looking at the workplace is where I have set my sights on. Right. Um, people in the world are stressed. Stress costs billions of dollars in medical claims and uh, productivity issues. And so if we can help people figure out how to get their needs met so they feel whole, so they feel capable, possible, safe, so people feel heard. And it's not it's not rocket science, right? So we can use a little, um, I've got a plan for tech-enabled services to bring those things with a little fun touch of AI in there, right? Um, we can do this. We can scale this to many, many people that they have access when they need it, where they need it. Um, and when you develop this agency and this peace inside of you, you're a more thoughtful person, you're a more kind person, you are more creative, you get along with others, there's a huge ripple uh, effect. It takes, first of all, awareness, and then you have to pause and go, oh, I am down that rabbit hole. And then you notice, and then you choose to shift. And it is that little simple thing that changes your neurobiology, it changes your chemistry, it changes your biome, it changes who you are. And going back to my dragonfly, you transform into a new person. You become a new version, a new better version of yourself. It's the one that you really want to be. So I guess 
On that note, I am looking for a collaboration connection. If you are curious about what I have going on, if if you'd love to pick up the conversation, I would absolutely love to hear from anyone. Yeah. And how would they do that then, Patricia? What's the best way to reach out or learn more about what you're teaching? So my website, betterdiabeteslife.com. So B-E-T-T-E-R, diabeteslife, L-I-F as in Frank. Dot com And you can use the contact or my email is patricia at betterdiabeteslife.com. Perfect. Well, I, everybody, I will also put that uh, content and uh, connection information uh, in our episode show notes. So Patricia, thanks for joining us and being a wonderful teacher. Yes. I, well, it was my honor and my pleasure. And thank you for allowing me to share my story. Yeah. Well, thanks again to Patricia Daker. She's an RN. She is a nursing coach and she's author of the Better Diabetes Life program. Again, I'm going to provide those direct links in the episode show notes. You can just click right through it. And if you'd like to receive additional tools and resources related to workplace stress management, email us at podcast at mgma.com or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Thanks again for taking time to listen to MGMA's Mindful Medicine. Have a great day.